Hello, this is Sandra Champlain, host of We Don't Die Radio. What you are about to hear is taken from a live trance question and answer session with physical medium Scott Milligan on Saturday, September 15th at the Afterlife Research and Education Institute's annual Afterlife Symposium, which was held in Scottsdale, Arizona. If you've listened to our show before, you've heard some incredible interviews I've had with Scott. I personally believe Scott to be the most sincere, incredible teacher and demonstrator of physical mediumship in the world. This is the very first recording of its type made publicly available to all to give you a taste of Scott's friends in the spirit world answering questions. This recording had to be edited slightly. First, you'll hear Scott's voice before he closes his eyes going into the trance state. You'll hear Darren's voice with some general instructions. Why I had to edit it is because the three songs that Scott uses to move into the trance state, into the altered state, are actually copyrighted songs. So if you were live in the demonstration, many people asked me what the songs were. The songs we listened to were Postcards from the Sky by David Archuleta, followed by This Is Me from the Greatest Showman Ensemble, and the song Creep by Brian Justin Crum. You'll hear Eric speak with a general greeting, followed by the fun and loving Daniel, who I feel answers questions in a very illuminating manner. You may find out more about Scott on his website, which is scottmilligan.net. And if you click on events, you can either see his in-person workshops and seances, or you can attend an online either question and answer period, like the one you're hearing now, or he does online tutorials. Uh, Physically, I will be attending Voices of the Past, which is held at Banyan Retreat every November 19th through 23rd. There's a bunch of us Americans going. So if you'd like to join us, I really recommend it's a life-changing event. Online, his next course is called Physical Mediumship, Dispelling the Myths. And it's for anyone who's interested in finding out more about trance and physical mediumship. And you can join the class at any time, even if it's already started and you don't need to be present to participate, you will be emailed all the videos. So it's okay if you're not live. Uh, Also, he's got a 30-day refund policy if you're not 100% satisfied. So Scott Milligan is one of my favorite people and he's a great tutor and you can find out more on scottmilligan.net. So now sit back Enjoy the inspiration and the profound words that come from our friends, Eric and Daniel, in the unseen world. Those who know me, this is nervous, Scott. (laughs) Um, And I would like to thank you all for trusting me this morning to sit with the world we call unseen, but changed my life many, many years ago. So I would like you to come on a journey, but before that, just to paint the side of that very warm and uh, happy and um, uncomfortable <laughs> point, uh, introduction. So um, I'm going to hand you over to Darren. I'm just going to get the music sorted because uh, for myself, it just takes me a few moments to blend with the, with the unseen world. And um, with these songs, when they're being played, just send a thought to those in the world unseen. And... Trust me, the spirit people hear our thoughts. So just think of those who you love and think of those who have inspired you. And just allow that power to reveal the truth to us today. Okay? Is that all right? Yes. Perfect. Okay. Morning, everyone. Sorry, morning. Good morning. Is everyone happy this morning? Yes. Cool. Um, 
Look, I'll sound weird through this. I can hear myself. Um, just before we start, just as a few ground rules we want to go through. Um, once the demonstration starts, we ask kind of that nobody leaves a room. That's more about respect for the other world, because obviously we're getting communication from the other world. What we don't want is people sort of leaving halfway through. Um, you know, I think it takes a lot of effort for them to come and commune with us. And the last thing we want is people sort of walking in and out of the room because we find it a little bit dis- disrespectful for the other world. Is that okay with everyone? Yes. Um, you can take photos if you wish, but we do ask that you turn the flashes off. Because um, once Scott's in his trance state, he, he's quite sensitive, so any sort of light can bring him back. Um, and hopefully, we don't know who's going to come through in this session, um, but hopefully at some point during the session there will be an opportunity for you to ask questions. But what we ask, if you want to ask a question, place your hand in the air, and we've got the lovely assistant Anne down here, and there's Becky somewhere in the room, I don't know where she is. Um, they're going to take the microphones and bring them up to you, because if you're at the back of the room, and you want to ask a question, it might not necessarily be heard down the front. Um, so if you want to ask a question, place your hand in the air, and they'll come up to you with the mic and just speak nice and clear into the mic. Is that all right? Yes. yes. Cool. And the one thing I ask, don't be shy. Um, we do so many of these demonstrations, the communicators come through and they say, does anybody want to ask a question? That's the response they get. <laughs> um, so don't sit there shy and nervous. Um, if you've got your questions, get or think of question now. Because um, what usually generally happens, I say, anyone got a question? The room goes silent. And then it's like pulling teeth. One person will ask a question. And before we know it, towards the end of the demonstration, everyone's hands going up in the air, yeah. Um, and we don't want anyone to miss any opportunities, so any questions. I know I've spoke to a couple of you over the past few days, and some of you have had questions to me. And I said, well, leave that question and let the other world answer it for you. So hopefully you're in here today, so I know there's a couple of questions already planned. Um, again, once you're in the room, we, we ask you to stay seated if you can, try to make as little noise as you can, um, and we'll have a good session, hopefully. Okay, any questions? <laughs> can we ask personal questions? We normally say don't ask personal questions. Um, we, try, we try and say answer, answer, answer. Ask generic questions that everyone can benefit from. However, I don't want to restrict what anyone does. And I'll never restrict the other world. And we have had people ask personal questions in demonstrations. So I'm not going to say no, but I don't know if they'll answer it or not. So if, obviously if you want to ask a personal, feel free to ask it, but they may not answer it. They may come back and say we can't answer that because it's in a public arena. But feel free. Yes. Gentlemen at the back. Yeah. I have a general question, not personal. Do you always do you always connect with someone who speaks English? They, yes, they will be English because obviously it's an English speaking audience, so they won't do another language. But in, in seances when they have a voice box they can speak up to twelve different languages, including Italy or Italian, Aramaic, uh, Portuguese, um, Spanish they've done uh, Hebrew and these are languages um, that I can genuinely show that I don't know. I work in Dutch and in Holland and I start trying to learn Dutch and the Dutch people just laugh at me but when a loved one speaks through in the voice box they speak perfect Dutch and we've had it verified. We had a, a, a communicator who spoke Lager Lager Sioux and we had to send it over to America for it to be verified 
Um, so there are different languages, and I, that's what I love about the trance states, is that it goes beyond the incarnate mind. So um, I don't know who asked that question because my glasses are off, you're all just a blur. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gazing. I know there's a few of you still have your hands in the air, but can unfortunately, it's time to get so we are going to have to start. Did so, you address cell phone etiquette. Yes, um, good point. Can everyone point. just make sure your mobile phone's on silent or switched off? <laughs> um, thank you. And what we're going to do, we're going to just play three Trump songs on the iPod just to allow his mind to settle, and then we'll get started, okay? Please excuse our silence as we stand in the wet sands of the shores of eternity, drawing upon the love that you emanate from your soul. We have come this day to win your reason, to not to insult your intelligence, but to win your love, for one day you leave footprints in the sands of time, for others to follow or to lead. Many in my understanding who have come to the world in which you have come from and which you will return to. Look back on their earthly life and see it to be the distant dream. And death has come to shed the husk of the physical form, to free you from the binds. No matter how you have surrendered to death, you return to the shores of eternity. The earthly life you live is the shortest part of your journey to the endless sunshine that awaits you. In your world you are governed by time. We break the chains of time. The time of separation may seem to you as eternity, but those who you love who come the moment of separation is merely a breath away. We do not mourn the dead, we mourn the living. As we cannot touch you like we used to, but we can lay with you. Kiss your consciousness, but sadly sometimes our words are silent to you. Death robs us of a voice, and through certain individuals we will find our voice once more. One day through certain individuals we will walk once more, and our footsteps will echo off the walls of your centers and churches. Death is a friend. But it is the greatest lie that has ever been told, as we are only dead to this world if we are forgotten. And on this day, seeing each of you, 
you have brought back to life the so-called dead. As we have said on numerous occasions through the one we love, in your world people leave you, in our world people join you. Never again will you feel the separation that has come from the mortal death. As I have said, I come to you to win your reason, not to insult your intelligence. For any word that is uttered through the one we love is dipped in the oil of love. And if it doesn't sit right within your hands, allow it to slip through your fingers like water. Anyone from my world cannot tell you what you should or should not do. You are born with free will of choice, and choice comes as a cause and effect, through a course of action may affect the outcome. If anyone from my world tells you you must, it comes from the mind of the one we love. As we sit in this sanctuary of peace, we celebrate life beyond life. As we have said again and again and again, no one is lost. When we hear you say, I lost my father, lost my mother, shows you've been very careless because no one will be lost. Therefore, no one is found. Dying is the easy part of life. Living, that is difficult. And of course, when you look at your life and wonder, we look at your life and know. We know your intent. We know the reason why you are here as each of you have drank from a cup that death himself has poured. I have not come here this day to allow these words to sit heavy upon your mind. But of course, I wish to share thoughts with you. Maybe see with these words that plant seeds within your consciousness, how one day the crops will grow and you will harvest what you have sown this day. Can I bring your loved ones to you? No, I cannot. You are the ones that bring your loved ones. Life is like love. It can never die. You are eternal, but you think within the linear of time. When you look upon this matter, soon my voice will be a distant memory. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow becomes the mystery. But if you fill your minds with these thoughts, 
How can we use you if you do not live in the moment? How can we dust your consciousness? How can we speak through you if the mind is occupied? One day the sun will rise and you will not see the earthly sect. When you stand in front of death, will you look at your life and say, I have truly lived, have no regrets? as one day as you close your eyes you will awaken and see all those who have gone before you animals or people they will stand in front of you and will wipe away the tears of fear or anguish as you step into love and compassion the purpose of all communion is to inspire your minds, to remind you of what you already know, what you have come as you were born to this world with amnesia, forgetting where you have come from, sleepwalking through your existence, and then being woken by the eternal voice. Others in your world will remain sleepwalking and will never understand under your sun the world you love. But when death comes and the body returns to dust, they will realize then that they are eternal. I understand even though I speak of no time, but you are governed by time. But I find it very peculiar that you in America have so many different times. <laughs> what perplexes me more that people in the United Kingdom has a different time to you. So when you say, does the past and the future exist as one, we say yes. <laughs> but a broken clock can only be right twice a day. So break that clock. <laughs> and be free from the chaotic mind of time. Time steals your experiences away. Time is the thief. But we will wait patiently for you because we love you. As time is against us, these are the words I wish to share with you. And another will speak who is more familiar with you to continue to share my thoughts, but the thoughts of eternity. I wish you a wonderful festival of coming together in the union and celebrate the eternal spirit.
I'm back. <laughs> yes, it is, Ducky. <laughs> I'm dead, but not dead. <laughs> of course, I ask you all not to judge me of how I sound, but judge me for what I say as my words come to support your world and your understanding at this time. For those who are more familiar would know that I sit more in darkness to speak to you where I have the freedom of a voice box and a more richer tone. But part of my understanding of development is to answer questions of inquiries and hopefully melt away the fears or doubts that you have within your mind. I ask nothing of you besides your friendship and your love. There's nothing that you can give me in coins or gratitude because I cannot take it with me. But I can take your love and therefore I'm the richest person in eternity you are. You've made me someone who shines a little brighter in the knowledge that I have love. Which one's going to start? Is it ladies or ladies, you? Ladies first, so. <laughs> You're right, Edna. Fantastic. Nice to see you. Well, you're not really seeing me, you're seeing him. I know. <laughs> and as you know, he's a bit more fatter than where he was last time. <laughs> what he doesn't realise is that I have to lift him, you know, in the seances with me on with the chair. And the more he keeps shoveling in his mouth, the harder he's becoming. <laughs> I'm sitting underneath him, huffing and puffing, trying to lift him up. And then he's going, oh, I have another chip or another this or another that. <laughs> He'll go pop one day. <laughs> so let us proceed in the usual manners. Very good. Do we have any questions? Or what questions do we have? Yes. Hello. Hello, Ducky. You all right? I'm great. How are you? Well, I can't complain, love. I'm only dead. <laughs> when you're dead, you've got nothing to gripe about, you do. Yeah, no. I was curious. Um, my curious mind wants to know the power of prayer. How does it assist the soul, the receiving end, those who are alive and walk among this physical world, and those who are in the spirit world like yourself? Well, we always say to you, for the mind to be quiet, to hear our words, and through a form of prayer, it depends on how you pray, because if you pray to God, but a different God, you're still praying to love. But we ask you when you pray to remember words which were really old, are dusty. So speak from the heart, and that's where we reside within love. So when one speaks in prayer, and whatever you wish to say is like a sweetest melody to us. It is a perfect sound, a perfect soul, and we are drawn to you by light. Of course, we come to you even if you pray or not. 
But when you pray, you touch your heart, therefore you touch your soul, and the soul then expresses the spirit within. So it allows everything to come in perfect harmony. For you to then be touched by your own soul, then indeed you become brighter within your world, and therefore everything around you becomes brighter, and negativity of your world will be consumed by the light that you share. So it has a great impact, not for us really, but for you. It allows your mind to be still, like water that you can see your reflection in, and calm will come to your mind and being. When you ask for assistance, of course we already know because thought precedes action, so therefore we already respond to that. So as we sit here now, even though that I am one voice, I am many thoughts at one. But around you, you see only people of you. But this room is full of people who love you. There is not a space, but there isn't the inch of the spirit here. Because your love has called to us in a silent prayer. So you can change the world with simple thoughts because you are the change within this world. How was that, love? <laughs> Thank you, you answered both of my questions. <laughs> yes, Lady M. Orange and black, yes. Hi. You're right there, ducky. <laughs> Hi, Dutty, how are you? Thank you so much for being with us. Um, my question is personal, but I'm gonna ask it in a general way to help everyone with the answer. When you come to a crossroads in your life... <laughs> You've got more than one road left! <laughs> when you come to a crossroads in your life and you, and you just decide you're just going to follow your heart regardless of <laughs> odds against following your heart, what advice can you give to us here in the physical plane when we're in that situation? Well, your brain tries to disable you at every point because... It's in control of your physical body. It keeps you alive. But of course, the mind is the expression of the soul which goes with you when you die. The brain belongs to earth, but the soul belongs to eternity. So we ask you to follow the natural stream of love, even though it may be difficult at times. But of course, you have the mighty force behind you that is us. Not saying I'm mighty love, but of course we, we know one step in front. Yes, if you may see that it's a failure, it's really a success. Because you know you won't do that again, will you? <laughs> of course, but when you are chosen in such ways to do different things, change is difficult. So of course we ask you to be brave and step into the darkness that you see, an unfamiliar land but you're not alone. Now, of course, you say I have free will, and if free will is a rope, you have two hands on it, we have many, and we just pull you. Of course, if you sway from the path, then indeed you'll always return to the same destination that you would have walked to if you had chosen a different path. I say to you, there is no coincidence. There are only opportunities for you to learn learn about self-gratification, but also learn about who you are 
and how you can impact many people. So I say this to you, if you were to ask me, do I have a blueprint of my life? There is a map of many roads, and of course through cause and effect, you can alter your pathway, and of course you can alter the time you die. If you choose to put yourself in a tin box or throw yourself off bases and you've only got elastic to hold you and bring you up and down, then of course it's a bit scary and alters your path, don't it? It's like when you go up in those hollow tubes and fly across the air. That will be your pathway, it can. But of course we will know. But you may not. So I say to you now this. Life is a journey, you know. As long as you have love in your heart, of course we will do everything to help you. So you may feel sometimes you are alone, but you are never alone. And if you are in distress and you don't want to talk to your people, call for me. I'll come and haunt you. <laughs> I don't haunt anyone, but I, I come round and say, you are right there, Dad. And you don't see me, so I stare directly into your eyes because the eyes are the windows of the souls. Does that help you, love? And thank you so much for allowing your, your question, even though it is hard for you, you've given it to everyone else. So you are the greatest light because you thought of another. You're welcome. Carol? Thank you, Daniel. You are <laughs> Can you help us with dealing with difficult relationships here on Earth? Well, love, I have to say, that's a, that's a funny question because some of you deal with it you with your fists. <laughs> some of you deal with it with your mouth. Some of you deal with it silently. But of course, difficult situations, and the reason that they're difficult to you, because do you know that you are energy? So energy creates colour. So you are colour. And certain colours don't like each other. And that's why certain people you walk to are different colour to you, and you find it very difficult to be in their environment. But may I tell you a little story, love? Because I think it's going to help a lot of people. If you come up and you see someone who you like and you create a friendship and that may then move into a partnership or marriage, if love is not there, you'll go your separate ways. Of course, if love is there, you are bound to each other for eternity. So when one dies, the person will be there to wait for you. But then if you find another love and you walk down that holy aisle, the one who's passed will walk one side of you and the other one will walk this side of you. And you'll be very lucky that you have two people now that love you and you'll be shared and you live together in our world. I just hope the two fellas or two ladies like each other. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be very awkward for you. you know? But of course, within our world, you are infinitely visible. And let me explain the reasons why. As you're sitting here now, your thoughts can move to your house, your thoughts can go to the place where you work, or so on and so forth. Therefore, your thoughts aren't still. And within our world, even though my old ma is sitting there looking at me, talking to me, 
That's an aspect of me, but the core of me is here, talking to you. So if you have two loves who don't seem to see eye to eye, then you can be in one place there and one place there. Funny business it is, but I'll tell you what, when you come over, I'll show you what I'm trying to explain. <laughs> but of course, the purpose of your life is to be happy. And if something is not making you happy, are you truly living? Are you burying your soul with that thought? Is it not when you're happy, you shine brighter? So don't hide your light from this world, because the world will miss you. So I say this to you. Don't ever respond through violence or hatred, as hate is the strongest word of negativity. You send them love and say that we are on different paths and thank you for being a part of my life. It may wind the other one up. It may make them think, what have you done? But at least you don't dirty your hands. You're free then to experience everything you can. And if you are employed and the person who says they rule you, says something you don't like, smile sweetly and say with respect, I don't agree. But of course we don't want your bellies empty or your pockets empty. You have to be sensible. You can't go up to this person and say, a dead voice told me I don't like you, so I'm going to recognize <laughs> Because that's silly, because we have personal responsibility. And of course, of course, stand the crows, I don't behold to that. I don't want to say I've ruined your life or made you have hardship. That's why. I say to you, I give you opportunities. What you do with that opportunity is up to you. But you must be logic because you live within this world. Because you're a long time dead, love. You are. <laughs> Over in our world, you don't have the distractions of money. You don't have the distractions of time. You don't have the distractions of pain. And therefore, you don't feel tired. You won't have things which puzzle you. You have opportunities and you will grow because you step into the light and absorb the information quicker than you can read a book. Does that help you, love? It did. Thank you, Daniel. You're most welcome, love. Okay, we have a question on the other side here. Yes. Hi, I'm wondering what it is that draws you to want to work with certain people, <laughs> mediums, um, and what can we do to increase our um, ability or the desire to work with you and to draw you to us? Well, can I answer it in a personal way? Is that all right for you, love? Yes. Well, a personal way, I'll tell you a bit about my story, all right? I wasn't a particularly nice person, didn't care for much, and of course when I died and died I did. I always thought I was all done by, because people who were born with silver spoons in their mouth, they seemed to have it easy, and those who were poor seemed to go cold at night. So when I died, I wanted to look at these people who were a bit more posher than myself. And then I noticed that their children demanded a lot more. They used to buy their love by asking their mothers and fathers to buy them stuff. So I thought I was doing a service, so I started to shake their beds at night. <laughs> so as I shook them and shook them and shook them, they were scared, so they ran to their mothers and fathers and held them deeply. 
And they didn't ask for, for gifts or anything like that, so I thought I was doing a service. <laughs> so there I was on my merry little way, picking my next one, and then someone brighter than myself came to me and said I had a talent, a talent of moving objects in this world. And they said, would you like to be someone who can work and speak through someone who's living and find their voice again? Well, me being a nosy person said, well, all right then, didn't take much. They didn't have to bribe me with whiskey or anything like that. <laughs> so I went to a place called the Halls of Learning and I learned how to control my thoughts. And indeed, that when it came to the opportunity, I looked upon him and I didn't choose him, we chose each other. And when he was born, he forgot his promise and I stood there with him silently. Shook his bed a few times just to keep him on his toes. <laughs> and of course... As I started to progress with his own unfoldment, I started to feel like I was worth something again. So therefore, when I see the smiles on people's faces, that drives me to work harder for you, learn more to serve humanity. And that is the greatest gift you can ever do. I can now look at God. God is not a bearded gentleman that sits upon a throne. He's like the sun you see in the sky, but don't hurt your eyes to look at it. I've whispered several times at God. I think I know what he says back, but I've got a long way to go. When I came over, I thought I was an angel, so I thought I was going to have my wings. But I'm still waiting. <laughs> still waiting to find them. I reached round my back and I go back and I said, I've been good, I've brought this person through. I brought this person who has lost a person and I say to God, can I have my wings yet? And I'm still waiting. <laughs> but I see others over here and they adorn the wings and halos because it helps you to accept us. They help you to accept what we do. I think if I was posh and prim and proper, I don't think he'll like me. He likes a broken record and chipped teeth. <laughs> So I think that's why we work well together. But for you to have a deeper connection, I ask you to love yourself. I ask you to stand in front of the mirror and look at all your bits and bobs and say, that's me and I'm happy with it. Accept who you are and therefore you are honouring your spirit and soul. And therefore your soul when it seeps to the surface, then the connection between our world and yours becomes stronger. We ask you to sit quietly for the reservoir of power to refill so we can go to the deepest well and pull and then you can drink the power that you provide. We ask you to think of another but service to our world isn't necessarily someone who sits upon a platform or sits in front of someone with healing or words or of course manifestations the true art of spirituality is smiling at someone you don't know, helping them on their journey back to eternity. That's true service. And that's what I ask of you, to serve this world and serve each other. Each of you here may look different through colour or creed or sexuality, but the soul has no colour. It is the same. But still people divide themselves Still people create war and anguish and upset because they look different or act different. That all fades away when you die. 
You're just a bone bag, you are. <laughs> some of you are a bit tatty. Some of you are a bit uh, threadbare. But of course we love you nonetheless. That's how I ask you to serve with a better connection. Laugh at yourself, but love yourself at the same time. Thank you. You're welcome, love. You all right there, love? Didn't ask you if you were okay. Good. I'm happy about that. It would be nice if she turned and said yes. Yes. <laughs> okay is a scale that allows you to tip either way. Someone has a microphone over on this side. Okay. Thank you. Um, you are out there, Ducky. <laughs> okay. I've, uh, actually back to the power of prayer question that was asked behind me. Um, a lot of times there are prayer groups. Mm -hmm. um, you know, groups of people that pray for like one person. Um, is there any benefit to having, if somebody is ill, to having a prayer group um, pray for them as opposed to an individual praying for them? Is that, it, you know, does that make a difference? Well, if I can say to you, you're all like little sparkles of light, aren't you? And together you create a massive light, don't you? But if you are a single light, you're like a star that shines. But of course, no matter if you are one or many, it is how you pray is important. If you pray from the heart, my, my, what a powerful light you have. But of course, if more of you come together, it's harmony and therefore the light is brighter. But I will say this to you, if a soul has desired the time of death, you can pray, but you pray for the peace of mind, for the soul to kiss goodbye to the physical form. So it doesn't matter how you pray, death will come, but it is a part of life. But of course, if a soul then remains, you pray, and it will come back to health and happiness. But eventually all of you will walk through the doorway of death. You were born as one person and you will leave as one person. But you will leave with the richness that you have found love. You are born empty-handed and barefoot shall you leave. And that is the way of life. People who pray for healing it is a selfless act, and you may not see the results of the healing, but that is part of service. But you don't know what layer it is touching that mind, or beast, or rocks, or stones, or trees, or earth. Prayer is a self-act, an act of kindness. But of course, we assist where we can. You ask, and we are there. We'll do our best. And if it is God's will, and if it is asked of me, I will climb to the highest mountain and stand on my tippy toes. I will stretch out my hands and I'll grab a star and bring it back down and give it as a gift to you. Because you are the stars that we see that shine so brightly in a world which is extremely dark at this time. Does it help you, love? Yeah. It's funny, really. I'm looking at people before they ask their questions. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
London. <laughs> Where the whistle and start saying what you want. I have a question about the diet. Um, in this time of planetary ascension, how important is the diet? There's so many people that say that it's important to be vegan or vegetarian. Um, does it have anything to do, or does it help the planet to ascend? Well, it's how you treat the planet. Now, if I say this to you, that as you grow your crops or feed your meat, if you are standing in a field wearing a suit of armor and spraying it with things, and it's being eaten by that plant, it's absorbing that poison. If someone's going to stand in a field with a suit of armor, I wouldn't eat it. If someone then feeds meat which has been poisoned to make that other meat stronger and bigger, then you're going to absorb it. Mr. Eric said many years ago that if you look back in our time, we didn't have these vegans or vegetarians or seeds or so on and so forth. Your diets have changed because the way of your thinking has changed. You are poisoning the very thing that you're consuming. But also, when you look at these disasters that you have in your world, these are opportunities. But say that to the farmer who's had their crops washed away. But of course, it washes away the pesticides, it washes away the poison, so you can start again. But of course, again, you tell that to someone who lives when they sell the grain of corn. But I say this to you, the earth is a sentient being, and the time of change is upon you. That is why you're here. This time of change has been working for over 35 years and still continues. And mankind must change their thinking along with the process. This mother which you live upon is suffering when people dig holes so deep within her and drain her of her blood, drop bombs at the deepest points of ocean. If you were able to change your hearing, you would hear the earth cry as a child when things are destroyed upon it. But this time of change is for negativity to disappear within your world. Negativity knows its days are numbered, and therefore you are seeing an increase in it. We ask you, when you see an act of violence, don't retaliate in an act of violence, because fight fire with fire creates a greater fire. Starve the negativity of what it's hungry for, is bad thoughts, send it light, send it kindness. Of course this is a huge ask of you, because some of you have been at the hand of violence. But I ask you, do not allow these people to live within your mind. Push them away. Now I say this to all of you, it is interesting when you look on your devil's box, and what I mean by devil's box is your televisions. <laughs> when people read what happens around the world, you hear all the bad things first. And then only a few minutes left to go, they tell you something good, so you don't have nightmares. Is this not a part of fear? So when you see this happen, what you can say is, I send these people light. I send them 
the positivity because the darkness will be consumed by the light. So as you asked about diet love, we've gone on a little ride, haven't we? <laughs> we have seen many continents while we've been talking. Like him, he's been in different countries and different states. But of course the light carries. So I say this to you, if you wish to eat what you wish, as long as it sits well within your being. Him in the chair can't eat cheese anymore. <laughs> and those who come to seance knows the reason why. <laughs> he produces another form of apportation. <laughs> and let's just say it's a river. <laughs> a river of love. <laughs> so his own sensitivity has changed but you see him, he's stuffing his face full of this, that and that. It doesn't make him any less of a worker. It just changes his form and therefore he gets tired. So whatever you put in your body, it is like what you put into a, a car or automobile. If you put good things in it, it will go great distance. If you put bad things in it, it may only go for a short distance until it feels cream crackered. <laughs> Hello, you love. Thank you. Hmm. How about this lady here? Yeah, it's you. Put the sunglasses on your head. Can you hear me, Daniel? Of course I can, love. I'm just wondering if you can tell us how those of us who are on this journey of enlightenment um, can best share this with the world that the, those around us who aren't ready. To, or who aren't accepting of it. Uh, well, all I say is tell them to hurry up and die. <laughs> <laughs> because it will move them to believe in, to know him very quickly. <laughs> but of course, I only do a bit of tongue-in-cheek because the atmosphere got a little bit heavy then. But of course, it is a personal journey. Some of you here have been dragged along dragged along because your wife or husband or brother or sister, son, daughter, mother or father has said, I want you to experience everything that I love, but it's coming to that point of awakening at the right time. Many religions in your world have to shout. People stand in the street and say, the Lord Jesus Christ will save you, if you and if you don't, you'll burn. Well, I say that's wrong. I say... The true language of God is for you to wake up when you're meant to. I say if, if someone comes up and asks you, you're honest back. But you don't have to shout about it. If someone has to shout about it, they know that it's not hitting where it needs to be. Of course you have these things that would tell people what you do. And that is up to you how you do it. But you cannot force a flower to open before its time. You cannot speed a sunrise or slow a sunset. It must take its natural course. But of course, sometimes people like to go with whistles, whoops and all of that. But silently sit there and people will ask you about it. Now, the Bible's been written wrong because it's been written by the hand of man, and man is flawed. It's interesting when someone holds on to this Bible of hope, 
What happens when you reach the final page? Read the final word. Close the book. Does it then say the religion is limited? When the true meaning of religion is limitless. It says in the Bible that God gave commandments. He didn't. He made commitments to humanity. But of course people say well, it must be God's will. So therefore you must or you will be punished. No one punishes anyone. You punish yourself when you come to our world. You judge yourself. I said it just recently and I'm going to say it again because I can. <laughs> Everything you do on earth, every act, every thought, is another stroke of a master's brush, of a portrait of your life what hangs on the walls of God. You'll gaze upon that portrait when you're ready and you will judge it. Very much like you've been taking pictures of each other and the moment you see it, people who look at your picture say, oh, isn't that beautiful? Isn't that lovely? And you go, oh, no, I don't like that, don't like this, don't like that. Do it again. <laughs> so when you look at your portrait, you go, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you do that. And you say, well, I don't like that bit. Can we just cover that bit up? But it inspires you to do good things. So every good thought, every good action, every good deed makes the colours bright. And every negative thought, it just allows black to go into your portrait. Now, I wasn't a nice person, so when I was told about this, I thought, here we go, it's going to be a midnight sky. <laughs> but I looked at it and I saw errors and bits where I said, well, he must have been drinking when he painted that. <laughs> It must have been painted by a blind person, because I don't look like that. But of course, the master's brush stood there and said, I painted what I saw, which was beautiful, and my picture wasn't dark. It was full of colour, but it had wider lines around it. It made me fatter in it, and I said, well, that's not how I see myself. <laughs> they said, well, that's up to you then. So I judged my life. I wasn't punished, but I said, I want to make that better, and that's how I did of service. Does that help you, love? It does, thank you. <laughs> I bring you smiles. Next question. Yes. Hello. Hello, Ducky, you all right? I'm wearing black today. Are you? Well, black is a colour, you know. <laughs> My question... My question um, is somewhat complex, but I'm going to make it as simple as I can get it. But don't wrap your words up, love. Say what you want. Okay. When, when someone we love dies or departs in a tragic way, mm. in a way in front of us, and my question is this, because can we? have anything to do with the timing of their departure? Or was it their time? And if so, this part about forgiveness, like if we could have, if we had something to do with it? Ducky, shall I just give you my answer? You yes, don't please. need to go in, okay? <laughs> Someone pour a whiskey after us, could you? <laughs> because I'll tell you this, love. Sometimes things happen, and we don't know the reasons why they happen. But of course, things through cause and effect may cause someone to leave you 
or leave each other. But if it was traumatic, you are left with that memory, but they are not. They are only reminded of their passing when they come back to talk to you. But they see it in a different way. All they want you to do is to be happy and try to live again. But wherever you go in life, the people you love will always walk by your side. Much healing comes to those who are left behind. When someone passes from our world, at the moment of impact or trauma, they are taken, taken straight, and they forget what's happened. The etheric cord at the moment of death is then severed. And indeed, death then comes to the physical body. But may I share a little more with that? It will help a lot of people, because you are the shining light that has surrendered this thought for others to learn from. You have conditions in your world called dementia and Alzheimer's and conditions that plague the mind. When someone has these conditions, you watch them and sometimes they revert to being a child. They're happy, but then you become distressed when they're reminded that they are different. Sometimes you see the person and you say, that's my mother or father. And other times you see your this person say that's not them because they are more over in our world. They're lucky because they can then move to our world and then come back. And slowly you come to terms that the life of the one you love is fading like the stars in the morning sun. Of course when death comes it can be traumatic for the body because the brain knows now it has served its purpose and cannot control anymore. But rest assured, love, for anyone who has been touched by the same thing as you have, or others, we come to give you much love and much healing. And of course, the one you love is here and is holding you close because they love you. They ask nothing for forgiveness. They normally say sorry, sorry that you are here feeling the pain of grief. They want you to live. They've got houses over here prepared for your arrival, but they want you to live as long as you can and allow them to live within your hearts. So those who think they ask for forgiveness don't. There's nothing to forgive. So accept their love. And maybe tonight, pour yourself a drink and pour <laughs> yourself another glass and sit in front of the glass and chink it and say, this is for you. I am spirit. And through this experience, I'm going to help so many more people to stand once more when they have fallen to their knees because they have seen such pain. I fall out with God, you know, when children come to our world. But of course they continue their life here. They are with your family and friends and those who want to experience lovely May. May's really big she is, she's really fat. 
Because children like fat people, they like chickens. <laughs> She's just got more of them to love, but the only problem is they keep getting lost on her. <laughs> she turns around and then there's another one squished against the wall. <laughs> but they roar with laughter, they do. And the reason I'm telling you this story is because I need to make you laugh, because it's gone a little bit heavy. But little old May, I wish there's nothing little about her. When she picks up the children, she has to extend her hands really far to get them over her God's lovely bits. Because if not, they, go, they keep getting knocks on the head. And then she goes up to give them kisses. She keeps saying to me she's going to kiss me, so I hide in the corner. Because something round can't fit in the corner. And she's going, honey, child, I'm here, child, I'm here, give me a kiss. And I'm like, no. And I quickly run between her legs and run as quick as I can. And someone that big can also run. But kids love her. So kids, they go to their, their schools and learning. But they have little old May there, and May roars with laughter, she does. And that's why those who have children that come back through him, May's the one what helps. Because she goes, child, just press against me. And then she pushes you into the form of ectoplasm. And she holds you there. <laughs> She's a good old bird, she is. But she scares the living daylights out of me. <laughs> She's that person my mother warned me about. <laughs> it's important that we make you laugh. Because that was a personal and serious question. And I want you to leave with smiles. But I also want you to leave with a knowledge of what you have said has echoed through our world. And those who love you have come to stare you in the face and give you the strongest kiss and the deepest hug. I hope that's helped you, love. Thank you. And may you have a lifetime of happiness. Lifetime of happiness. Thank you. Time is against us. Okay. Well, I wish to say some final sure. words at the end, but we will do one more question. One more question. Uh -huh. There's a gentleman over on the... Uh... Well, there's a lady, lady at back. Oh, squeeze two in then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we'll do the gentleman. Just passed away. What was that, love? My mother just passed away. Aww. And um, I have a loft, and ever since she's passed, I've been hearing coins drop <laughs> down to, my, to the floor. And I was wondering if anyone else well, I like to say they're pennies from heaven. <laughs> but of course, if one has just passed, there is an intent to let you know that everything is okay. So you may start to hear the knocks and bangs. It's just someone getting used to knocking on your consciousness. Of course, you may hear what sounds like metal touching the floor. It's just the crack of power. But I like to say they're pennies from heaven, but you don't get pennies over here, do you? Yes. Oh, I thought it was all plastic. Yeah. <laughs> do you know, do you know, um, I'll carry on in a moment, love. Do you know that one day money will be obsolete? And you'll go back to the lovely way of bartering. You'll say, I would like a loaf of bread, and in return I will give you this. It'd be nice, sir, because money has created so much war in your world. 
It's an energy which can be used good or bad. And sadly, sometimes it's used for bad. But of course, if Mother has just come to the shores of our world, they want to let you know that they haven't gone anywhere. That's why we don't like using the word dead. We call it migrate. They migrate to our world. And sometimes they can pick up a little phone and phone you to let you know they're all right. So I say this to you. When one does pass, you may see them in dreams, smell them, hear them, because they haven't gone anywhere. You are the same person before death, without the aches or pains in our world. But you can be whatever age you want. I was 54 when I died, but I come back at seven a bit and a little bit more. I thought it was funny when I heard him say that someone said I was a low entity. I don't mind that. I don't judge anyone. Hey <laughs> there, she love. She's silent. Not <laughs> three times if you can hear me, love. Because that's what I hear a lot. Show me a sign. I stand there with all these lovely things and they don't see me. They say there's no one there. Especially him in the chair. He's supposed to be really sensitive and I'm standing in front of him going, Oi, mister. And he doesn't see me. So I stick my tongue out him and go, can you see me now? And then he says, I'm aware of you. And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't do that again. <laughs> A quick scarper. <laughs> yes, sir, what's your question? Well, what's the point of it all? <laughs> it seems like a big universal game. And for whatever reason, none of us could ever remember being reincarnated or any part of it. Isn't that interesting? So, yes, it's, it's kind of depressing. <laughs> well, can I say this to you, mate? Well, just does it ever end? It does eventually. When one is, goes back into one's consciousness, the purpose of life is for all drops of rain to return to one's ocean. I say this to you. Life is living as your eyes fix firmly upon the horizon. The life you live is the shortest part of your journey. And my, my, what an impact you have in such a short period of time. You are born to this world to experience human emotion. You are here to help our earth to move forward. But sadly, because you have free will and you want to experience emotion, be it a positive or a negative emotion, you may then choose to change the, the pathway that you walk. <coughs> But of course that when you die and die you will, you come to our world. And I say this to you, when you experience the second death, when you step into the greater world of spirit, you'll realize then life is of progression. And then you'll realize what the purpose of life is and never again will you forget. Of course the earthly life you live has made you an individual of who you are. But of course, as you go further into the greater world, it is harder for you to speak back to this world. But you'll realize then that when we die, that you have a greater world to investigate, to learn. How can I describe a color that your earthly eyes have not seen? How can I describe a sound that your earthly ears have not heard? 
you've got a lot of things to do when you come over. It is funny because when you see someone new who's come over, you see them up in the air because a lot of your wishes that you wish you can fly, so they go up. And we watch them and go, and you're right up there. And they're like, yeah, and they roar with laughter, they do. It's funny because they hear everything. They hear the animals talk. They hear the trees respond because they are of light. They are of soul. Therefore, they have identity. It is only because people think in a different way. They don't think they can hear what other people can't with the trees speaking or the animals that you love. But of course, I say this to you, I'm still trying to find out the reasons why I'm here, but of course, at this moment, I think I know the answer. But what I know today will be different tomorrow, because I will be a different person then, like you are, as you have come into this room. When you leave, you will be different, not because of my words, well, I hope they were, But, of course, you have sat in the presence of your people, and therefore the emanation of your soul will be different. And therefore, as you leave this wonderful festival, as my friend has said, this place of gathering for the next few days, you'll be a different person, because you have been with people of like minds. And some of the minds carry a full bag of marbles, and some don't. But of course we don't judge at all, because that is where they are on their journey. But I say this, the purpose of life is to progress forward, but you can only walk forward without having your head tilted over your shoulder, looking where you have come from. Have your eyes fixed firmly upon the horizon, because progression in our world, and this is the easiest way I can explain it to all of you, is like standing at the lowest point of a glass building which has many floors. You can see where you need to go, but it's going to take you time to get there. But as you start to climb, your view on the horizon gets greater, and you see more and more and more, and your knowledge then grows with it. And of course, you go back into one's consciousness eventually. But that's going to take a long, 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 long time. I'm only one step in front of you, mate. Because I love you. I love all of you. I love him. I love you. And you. And anyone else hearing these words. Because I wish to serve. I want to serve. And I am now understanding the purpose of helping someone stand again and to take that fear of death. Shall I tell you something? See, I told you time was against me. (laughs) Shall I tell you how death was described to me by a lovely Jewish lady who died on the toilet? (laughs) Well, I stand at the portals when they come in, you know, and they're like little bits where we just step over the threshold and we're there standing there saying that, you know you've crossed over and I've been crossed over many a times, you know. But of course, I say to this lady, how was it for you and Mr. Eric was there because we like to know. And she said, well, I was most embarrassed. I said, why was that, love? And she told me she died in a lavatory, so I'd roared with laughter. <laughs> and I said, I'm so sorry, love. 
but I've never heard that one before. <laughs> and she goes, I don't mind, but I wasn't wearing the right day underwear. <laughs> so I said, well, at least you were wearing it, because I wasn't when I died, and she roared with laughter as well. <laughs> so she described death to me. Death was like the first time you step upon one of those hour planes. You know what a hour plane is? An aeroplane, basically. That's what I said! <laughs> he doesn't know the King's English. <laughs> one of those hour planes. When you first step on one of those hour planes, you don't know what's going to happen. There could be some excitement, there can be some fear, there's someone saying, welcome. And other people may join that same flight. And then as the engines start, you get a bit nervous, and then you take off. And as you take off, there's some lumps and bumps along the way. Then a sense of calm and relaxation gets there. And then as you start to come into your destination, you start to worry a bit. And then as you touch down, as the doors open, you look back and you think, what all the fuss was about? And that's what death is like. You fear it. But then when it comes, you look back and you think, that was easy. You think what all the fuss was about. But of course, that was her view and it stuck with me because she died on the toilet. <laughs> she couldn't have waited just a few more minutes. <laughs> but I hope that helps you, mate, or it may have confused you even more. Because there are no answers, there are only questions that lead to a greater question. Because I want you to ask more. It is like a trumpet that lifts in a seance room. What else can we do from that? As you are here, assembled as one breath, you have touched many hearts, even though that we have distracted you with a voice. The light that has emitted from your souls have gone for great work within your world. It has gone for healing in a selfless act, so you have touched the lights of many. But as the candle light is spent and the perpetual light shines, as we blow out this light and we are faced with the reality, the true light, as no one will truly find the light of the sun by using the light of a candle. Blow out the distractions. Blow out all that holds you dear and imprisons you at this time. May I ask all of you, as we sit here in this sanctuary, may we feel the love of all. And once more I say, on behalf of the Austin Wish Circle. May God, however you understand God to be, bless and keep you and the families that you represent here this day. May they also be filled with the love of the Spirit. So go from this place and make footprints in the sands of time to show that you have lived upon this earth and lived it with a gentle and kind heart. So I will leave you now in the silence for the healing balm to anoint your souls. And I thank you once more for your indulgence and your love.
Girls, <laughs> miss me not, for I've not gone. I live within your hearts. If you're ever in distress and you want to know where they live, put your hand on your heart. And for every boom, 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 it's just letting you know that we're never far away. Ta-ra. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this as much as I have. Just a reminder, you can listen to Scott on many episodes of We Don't Die Radio by going to wedontdierradio.com and just scrolling down for Scott Milligan. Also, go to scottmilligan.net and check out for yourself perhaps one of the in-person workshops or seance demonstrations or join us online for one of the online courses. So thank you so much for listening.